to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. I'm like, get out. So the, the Holy Ghost is sneaky, okay? The Holy Ghost is, when, he, when he's trying to get something out, he's going to make sure he gets it out. So I'm, the Lord has me talking to you today about your thought life and your identity, right? So as he's doing that, I, I, I'm writing, writing down what he's telling me to do. This morning, I put up a song on YouTube, and right when I opened my YouTube, it's this song that came up, and it's called You Put Your Name on It. Right away, it's talking about identity, right? Then... I call him Dr. David, who's my daughter's fiance, soon to be husband in two weeks. <laughs> he cannot wait. Every day he walks in the house, he's like, 15 days. Then he comes back in the house, 12 days. Like, he's on countdown. But he's been ministering to a guy at his job who this morning sent him a text that talks about identity, right? So then we come here, and Christy and Lou at the end of the song is talking about identity and knowing who you are. So I'm like, okay, now let me tell you, I don't need a whole bunch of confirmation. <laughs> Is it nice when you get it and the Lord kisses on you about it? Yes. But we are to the point where I'm going to talk about identity, that you are so sure of who you are anyway in Christ, it doesn't matter if anyone says anything. Lou, Christy, no one could have said anything about identity, and I'd tell you one thing for sure, two things for sure. I would have preached on identity and thoughts. But it's just something special when the Lord is saying, Come on, baby girl, there you go. You're listening, you know what I mean? So not only am I listening, but I have to put this to action, right? All right, here we go. Let's go to Romans 12, too. Because I really believe your thought life and your identity goes hand in hand. Hand in hand. Romans 12, too. When you get there, say Amen. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now the word says, as a man thinketh, what? So is he. As a man thinketh, so is he. So what you think about yourself is extremely important. If you're walking around thinking you're a bum, you're going to be a bum. If you walk around thinking, I have no anointing, that God has all the power, well, you're going to walk around with no anointing, and then God's going to have all the power, right? But I wanted to look at what is, what is a thought exactly? What is a thought? In the dictionary, it says a thought is an idea or opinion produced by thinking or occurring suddenly in the mind. Thoughts are self-arising, and thinking is a choice. Sometimes we try to say someone said something to us, they made us think that we felt like this, and I'm big to tell anyone, no one can make you feel like anything. They can try, but if someone puts anything on you, you go right away and go, nope, I'm casting that down, it does not belong to me. Mm -mm. Another major role I can tell you as believers is that we gotta make sure our thoughts line up with the word of God. If someone thinking in here, someone's supposed to be their husband, and they already have a wife, that's not from God, <laughs> all right? Not from God. 
If you are struggling financially and you come and tell me God told you to quit your job, that's not from God, okay? We know who gives us those kind of thoughts, right? What do you think about your daddy, God, is important? If you think that he is a loving daddy who cares about you and wants the best for you, that's who he's going to be. But if you think God is up there waiting on you to mess up with his fists, standing up going, why did he or she do this again, then you're going to think that's the kind of God and father that you have. It's important of what you think. And not to look at Father God in heaven as your father here on earth. Now, we know we do have some good daddies here on earth as well. However, our daddy in heaven is way better than even if you had the best father here on, that, on earth. You know what I'm saying? So if anybody here thinking God is up there waiting for you to mess up, we got to change your thoughts on that. Right? you got to understand the way you think determines how you feel. How you feel determines how you're going to behave. Right? That's going to turn to actions. So that's why I say you got to make sure these are your thoughts. The enemy will also give you his thoughts. And that's crucial. And what I realized, the enemy doesn't really have to tell you anything. He doesn't have to command you to do anything. All he has to do is place a thought in your, in your mind, right? Place a thought that you don't, no one can use you. You're not worthy enough. You're no good. Even when he went to Eve, he didn't command Eve to eat from the apple. He said, if you eat from this, your eyes will be open and you will be God's. So he gave her that thought. He didn't push her to do it. She did it because of that thought, thinking, well, shoot, I want my eyes open, and I want to be a God, instead of listening to what her husband said and what God was saying about them. This is what I'm saying about thoughts. Hmm. I'll tell you this. If the enemy can get in your head, he can separate you from God. He can separate you. He can make you walk away from what God has called you to do. He can make you believe something that is entirely untrue. He can make you think in the worst about yourself and somebody else by a thought. Don't let your thoughts make or break. Don't make your thoughts make you believe that you can't break generational curses. Don't make your thoughts sit there and believe that you won't fulfill your purpose. Don't let those thoughts make you believe that it won't work out for you and that God's not with you or for you or that God left you. Because they're all lies from the pit of hell. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says we have the mind of Christ, right? So be transformed in your mind. Because the thoughts that actually belong to the enemy, you're going to cast down immediately. Okay? And I love it how it says, so let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So when you get a thought, you go, would Jesus think like this? No, he wouldn't. I'm a dirty scoundrel. I can't believe I just lied again. Would Jesus think like that? No. What you do is you go and repent when you mess up because you're not perfect. Repent, forgive, let it go. Okay? 2 Corinthians 10.5 says we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Isaiah 26.3 says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Romans 8.6 says so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So guess what? people of God, kingdom people. It is time to serve an eviction notice on the enemy from your mind and from your thoughts. It is time to say you are not going to think the way that you have thought ever in your past again. When you have a thought that you know that does not come from God, you say, no, you get off me. You certain I cast it down in Jesus' name. This is not God's best for me. This thought does not belong to me. When he tells you you are not good enough, you tell him I rebuke you in Jesus' name for I am more than enough. For God has filled me. He has wonderfully, beautifully made me that he has great things 
things in store for me that you know that God says you would do great exploits. And when he says you and your family will be saved, you believe you and your family will be saved. If he says he's going to use you and your hands, your feet, your mouth, then you believe God that he's going to use your hands, your feet, and your mouth. And you don't let anything come against you. Don't listen to the lies of Satan. You're a kingdom believer. You're not just an ordinary Christian. Everybody's Christian these days, but he's looking for some kingdom believers who can stand on his word and know the thoughts that he has given. Even if it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. However, we have the mind of Christ. Jesus. Get your thoughts in line with the word of God because you know what? You are one thought away from from transformation. You are one thought away from your breakthrough. You are one thought away from writing that book. You are one thought away from being a millionaire. Don't allow the distractions to come. Don't allow them to come. Move them out the way. Move the turmoil out the way. The mess out the way. The past out the way. You are not even your past, baby. Because when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he doesn't even remember anything that you've done. So you stop reminding yourself of what you've done because he's not. Come on. And let me tell you something else. Stop comparing yourself to what other people's fiction and their opinions are. We do that. Don't allow their thoughts, someone else's thoughts, to be a direct bearing on who you are. If I would have did that, I wouldn't be up here preaching right now. I wouldn't do it. I have people put on there, I shouldn't preach because I'm a woman. Well, thank God they know I'm a woman because, you know, there's two, two genders. I'm glad I didn't think I was something else. But <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am a woman. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. But people would do that. What they're thinking is they're all religious, but coming all over our meeting, I was like, you really think God can't use a woman? Really? Okay, well, I'm being you, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do, right? Listen, I'm big on this, too, when it comes to opinions of others. I even tell my clients, what someone thinks of you and their opinion of you is none of your business. So I tell people, oh, you feel that way about me? Okay, none of my business. Let me keep on moving to what God has called me to do. If you got that in your head, you wouldn't care what anybody say. No one. I could sit and tell Lou Air right now, you, you, you're horrible. She'll be like, okay. My other two words I tell clients is no and okay. What are you doing, Papa? <laughs> so listen, let me tell you something else about other people and their opinions. People, it's easy for other people to criticize you when you're doing something, when they're not obedient to God themselves. Always. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Second Corinthians 5. Five fourteen. Okay. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. 
At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. You all have a new life. If you accepted Jesus, a new life, a new identity. And I told you, I really feel the Lord wants me to remind you of who you are and your identity. How are you going to be about daddy's business if you don't know who you are and who daddy is? How are you going to be fulfilling your call if you don't know the word of God? How are you going to even know who you are unless you really know what the word says about you? And not just what I'm saying, not just what any preacher is saying, but what God is saying specifically to you through his word, right? Our identity is in Christ and Christ alone is not in what your parents said. It's not in what your friends said. It's not in what some other Christians said. It's what he said. Your identity is in Christ, period, with a T on the end, okay? Let me tell you what the enemy tries to do. He tries to make your behavior be your identity. And I'll never forget I heard Creflo Dollars tell a guy who was smoking marijuana and he kept smoking marijuana. It was like, it's hard. And Creflo said, listen, you smoke that weed, but you still say, I'm the righteous of God. I okay, I'm smoking, but I'm holy. Like, you got to remember and believe who you are first before you're able to change your behavior. Your behavior is not who you are. When you act a mess, that's not who you are. It's just you got to repent and then get out of the mess and stand in who Christ has called you and what he said your identity is. So when I feel like the Lord, the enemy has, has stolen some of your identities, really, uh, right away the Lord says, I'm an identity specialist for you today. So those who've lost their identity and has been stolen, I'm an identity specialist. You're going to leave out here knowing exactly who you are. And I don't mean just for today. I mean, you're going to know this is going to stick in there, completely deep in there, in that river, where nothing's going to wash it out, where you're going to know, I know who I am in Christ, Right? I'm going to read this to you real quick. 1 Corinthians 3, 8, 9 says, you are a co-worker of God. You are, you are a light in Matthew 5, 14. You are a masterpiece. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are blameless. You are blessed. You are bold. You are chosen. You are enough. You are forgiven. You are loved, right? You are a child of God. My main point of identity is not that I'm a pastor or a therapist or a prophet. My main identity and who I stand firm in is daughter of a king. Before anything else, you guys are sons and daughters of a king. When we are sons and daughters of a king, we walk differently. We deal with things differently. We don't have to get upset about anything. We know daddy supplied everything. Whatever we need, he owns a cat on the hill. Whatever we're dealing with, he already got it. We just go to daddy, right? You are a daughter and son of God. And it's like when, when, when we know who we are, we know we're already prepared for any type of battle that comes for us because we already fight from victory because our daddy's the king. We already know who it is because we know what the word says about us. We know who backs us, right? Let me tell you a quick story. Okay, Lord. So I just talked to my mom about this the other day. When I was 13 years old, I um, was on my porch, and these girls showed up to my porch wanting to fight me. Precious on me. Like, I, like, and the girl was saying, she brought her three friends for backup, of course, because you need backup, because, listen. <laughs> Luann would have been my backup. If we were, like, 13, it would have been scrapping. I'm just saying. So these girls come and wanting to fight. Well, my mom, I guess, was listening. She comes out of the, the screen and thing and said, listen, 
what was going on? Well, she, my boyfriend's her, whatever. I think it was her ex liked me, and I don't even know who the boyfriend's. You know how kids are, 13, four, I don't know. I mean, I do remember he was cute, I guess. But um, <laughs> not cuter than my husband. But, <laughs> but she was saying that she wanted to fight me because of something with her boyfriend. And my mom said, you're not all going to jump on her. But you can't fight her one by one. Now, first I'm thinking, my mom crazy. <laughs> Why do I want to fight one? Listen, this is culture. If you're not black or Hispanic, this is how they did it, okay? You, you're going to fight. You pick something up. Oh, Italian, you, you too. Or you're going to pick something up. Just if someone comes to fight, you're not going to turn away from a fight, right? So I'm like, my mom was here. I'm like, all right, let's get it then. Mom here? I'm like taking earrings off. Let's <laughs> we about to fight, right? Well, and my mom was like, and if, if another one jump in, then I'm jumping in. So let me tell you, my whole swagger and demeanor identity changed a whole lot. Knowing my mama was right there and was going to jump in if someone tried to gang up on me. That's my mother. Imagine your daddy God. If something tries to come against you and you know your daddy is right there, baby, you better put your, your shoulders like this, your head up high, like, what are we doing? Take your earrings off and tell the devil, we're going to do this, we're going to scrap, because I already won, baby. You really want to do that? You want to touch the anointed of God? You really want to bother the daughter of a king? Do you really want to? Because, listen, you're already defeated. You're a defeated foe. You're already annihilated. You can't even come and attack me anymore because I'm a daughter of the king. I know who I am. I know who backs me. I know who lives in me. I know the anointing in my hands and in my mouth and where I go, atmospheres change. You better know who you are. Everywhere you go, he's right there with you, taking the steps, taking the steps, taking the steps. You better believe that. Do you understand? I don't know. Do you understand that? You're thinking you're dealing with something right now. I'm dealing with this. Do you understand that your daddy already knows it and has it right here in the palm of his hand? Do you already know it's already done and taken care of? Do you know your anxiety is nothing to him? Do you know your depression is nothing to him? Do you know what your kids are doing is nothing to him? Because he already has it because he says it in his word. His word does not return it to him void. He means everything he said in it. He's not like you and me. His word stands. come on come on I'm like listen you're not representing yourself I'm not representing a degree when I'm in there doing therapy on people I'm not it's not a degree I'm not being a pastor in there I'm representing my daddy I'm about the kingdom that's what I'm representing no one cares about degrees and stuff when you're really in the thick of it I need to know who's with me and I need to know my daddy is right there holding my hand, not anything else. So if you know that, if you can get that today and nothing else, that your daddy already is aware of everything that you're dealing with and he already has a solution. If you just stand there 10 toes down and secure knowing, oh, my daddy already got this taken care of. I'm good. Even when it's all chaos all around, I'm good. Because he's good. Because he's never left me nor forsake me. For he is king of kings. For he is the, I wear the apple of his eye. For he knows the hair in my hair. Every strand, even the silver ones that try to come out, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, 
Your identity is not in your job, men. I got to talk to the men. Your identity is not in your job because men know it's in them. It's ingrained in them to be providers for the family, correct? So when you lose your job or job switch, your identity start weakening like, wait, wait, I got to take care of my family. But when you're so secure in Jesus, your job is nothing to do with it because you know even though you're a provider, men of God, that God is going to provide for your family. He uses you as vessels, but you are not the provider. He is the provider. So get your mind out of my identity is in my job and what I do. Baby, yo, what you do and who you are are two different things. Come on, men of God. That was just for y'all. Hmm. When you're so secure, I know I'm trying to go in my notes, but I come back like this. When you're so secure and who God has called you to be, nobody is a threat. Nobody is a threat. I don't care. Like when I do women's and, and I get Maria to come up and Luann and Paul, and they come up, I'm like, do you? Do it, baby. Let's do it. Do it. Because we're all working together. I'm not jealous of anybody and what they do because we're all building the kingdom together. So when you see someone going up and further, let them go. Go for it. Go. We don't have to be jealous. He's using all of us. Man, well, I tell you, when the enemy tries to come against me, it just makes me want to go after him even more. I'm like, oh, he's trying that again. Okay. Okay, you want to do this? <laughs> so I go even harder. We used to say that in the street. Well, I'm going to go hard. No, I go hard for Jesus. I go hard for the kingdom. I go hard for the word. When you want to come against me or my family. He's been trying to attack my health. Mine. I'm like, mine. Like, <laughs> what was he thinking? And even though I sit there and I'm experiencing these symptoms, I'm still speaking the word of God. I'm healed. I am delivered. I'm not lying. You took the stripes so that I can get rid of this, this symptom right here. You took that, Jesus. Not only did you get on the cross for my salvation, but you got on there for our healing. So I need you to remember that too. As our identity, it's not just he, he forgave us of our sins, but he released healing to each and every one of us as well. Hmm telling you it makes me go hard I'm like I'm gonna get more people set free I'm gonna get more people delivered that's what I'm gonna do when when the Lord put me in the field I'm in and said I'm in there as undercover and undercover agent I'm like thank you Lord because at first I didn't understand it and then I have this one client I'm gonna tell you who she says she's a Satanist I think I told you about that I think y'all been praying some somebody been praying okay because let me tell you she came in and she tells me she was like Latasha listen I go to bed me and my partner and we listen to Dungeons and Dragons to go to bed <laughs> all right I'm like Dungeons and Dragons. so I'm sitting there going hope she's gonna say something better than this right we I go to bed we sleep to it every night but for the last couple of weeks we've been waking up to hearing about the Lord and the Bible do you guys know how YouTube is and their algorithms how do you go from the Bible <laughs> to Dungeons and Dragons to the Lord I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons to the Bible. But when God wants to do what he wants to do, baby, people ain't sitting on my couch just to be sitting on my couch. You have a divine appointment. There's something God has for you, even the Satanists. Because I'm like, Satanists? Come on with it, Satanists, because I know who I am before Satanists. Who told me right off the back, I don't want a Christian, I don't want a conservative. I'm like, okay. And yet, can I see you every week? And yet, now I'm look, going to bed with Dungeons and Dragons, and now the Lord's coming up in the YouTube and giving Bible stuff. 
Come on, y'all. You don't have to do anything but be who God has called you to be. He's going to do the rest. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to maneuver it. You don't have to switch it around or anything. Just let him use you, you, your authentic self, but have the identity of Christ, right? Thank you, Lord. I love my husband's right here. Like, come on, baby. Do it, baby. Listen, like I said, my mom's there. Now I have my husband there in the natural life. Let's do it. Then preach it. Right? I got my role, too, because David was all like, Mama, let's do it. Right? <laughs> we worshiping at home, y'all, getting it. And David was like, whoo, I'm just so excited. I, just, I feel the fire. It's just something. I'm like, come on, David. This is why you in this family. Let me say, everyone can be close to me and my husband and my family. Everyone can be included in our family. I told David from day one, this is a family ministry. Either you going to come in and be part of the family or you out. <laughs> Did I not, David? I ran out went to one of Shazi's and he didn't come back. So <laughs> We're like, hallelujah, listen. We have the nail lady telling Shazi that, like, everyone can't be in your family. <laughs> Did she not? Listen, y'all, God is like, he's always doing something. But are you aware of what he's doing? Are you ignoring what he's doing in your life? Are you ignoring what he's doing? Are you rejecting it? Thinking it's the devil. It's the devil. No, it's not the devil. Come on. I, I just shake Come on, Jesus. Y'all doing all right? Okay. I got my friend here for the first time. Like, I just want to say I'm not gonna be the same as you know me. I just different behind the pulpit with a mic. She said I wouldn't expect it to be any other way. I'm <laughs> like, she's my people. She's my people. She was already like, let's do it. <laughs> okay, where am I, Jesus? Hmm. Okay. He wants me to go back on opinions. I don't know why. I guess a lot of people are really big on other people's opinion. And even some of us who are older, we still are like people pleasing. I, I just sense that. He's like, they're still people pleasing. And we need to get, get around that, get away from people pleasing and their opinions. Right? Stop being devalued by other people's opinion of you. Stop being devalued. It makes others insecure, not us. Someone's opinion should not make you feel devalued. Hmm. I want to say it's time for you to start doing the rejecting instead of feeling rejected. Yeah. Don't need to say it again. Start doing the rejecting instead of feeling rejected. That's a big one in the body of Christ, feeling rejected. That's why people get upset and they leave churches because there's offense and then they're feeling rejected. They're tied together. And I got to tell you, you're not rejected. You're received in the beloved. And I say rejection starts in us as kids. And it tries to come up and rear its ugly head and become a stronghold so everything feels like rejection. 
when I tell you it's not rejection, when it comes from, when take, like, like the enemy tries to give you rejection. I say, they try to give you rejection. However, the, the Lord will turn it around for your good and his glory to make it be a redirection. Okay. Because I know people, I, I can sense it. Like these people just feel rejected. They're hearing me. They're hearing me what the Lord is saying, what the Lord is saying. But it's still this little part of opinions and feeling rejected. And that got to go. So reject the lies. Reject the lies that the enemy is speaking to you. Eject the lies that you're not good enough because you are. Reject the lies and stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing yourself to other believers. I wish I preached like that. I wish I prayed like that. I wish I did this. Stop doing that because you have your own identity, your own word, your own assignment, your own mandate that God has called you to do. You can't be me. I can't be you. I can't be PT. He can't be me. And he will always say that. Man, me and Tasha are so different when it comes to our preaching styles. Not like he's doing a dig like she's horrible. She's like, we're different, and that's okay. God put us here like this. I don't know. I still have no rhyme or reason. But I trust him. But I tell you again, when people come with their opinions, don't shrink down your light. Don't shrink down their light so they can feel better. Listen, you helping them by keeping your light bright. So their insecurities and stuff can go where they can get it handled with by you. And I mean handled with, with prayer and deliverance. Don't think I'm talking about handled. But yeah, you can do that. And I think too many people have made other people's opinions idols. And I tell you, I don't need an approval from anyone but one, which is the Lord. Because I tell you, even when I go see Jesus face to face, he's not going to say, well done, good, faithful for you and Ben. Although I would like to push him up there first. Then you go first. <laughs> he going to say, well, well done, good and faithful servant to me. I can't say like, like, like Adam tried. Lord, it's the woman you gave me. That's who did it. I no, the Lord looking at him like I'm holding you accountable. We got to be accountable for our own stuff, our own behaviors, our own identity, our own what we're doing, right? But I also will tell you, when people who are there with us, who we, who we loved, and they even at times walk away, let them walk away. I've, I've learned that a lot of times them walking away can also be my protection. Even when I want them there, and I'm like, I love them so much, Lord, but what? let them walk away. It's hard, especially being here so long. There have been people here who we have loved who have walked away. We're not mad or anything. We just bless them. We love them. Go ahead. But I will tell you, people who leave have to make sure they do it in order order but it's done now but I can tell you I thank them I thank them at times when things don't work out how many of you thank them for the closed doors we do we do I thank them for the open but I thank them for the close I thank him for it. I'm like, thank you, Lord that you know the enemy tried me with that but you know what you, you didn't want me to go that way and I'm so glad that you ordered my steps I'm so glad that you continue to order my steps, even today, and what he is doing. And even when we do do something we're not supposed to, and he didn't say to do that, he loves us so much that he'll redirect us again and go, come on back. Come on back here. You, you straight a little bit, but come on back because he loves us. What I say, your identity, you're a daughter and a king, first, I mean, a daughter and a son, first and foremost. Nothing else, right? Let's go to uh, 1 Peter 2. I'm almost done. 
First Peter two nine. This is what uh Chrissy was talking about. First Peter two nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I need y'all to say, I know who I am. Say it like you mean it. I know who I am. Yes. Listen, the same one who we know who we are, but we also know who has us, right? The same one that knows how to pull down the strongholds. Jesus. The one who knows how to move in the dark for us and shine his light, right? The one who knows how to help us live through the pain that we may experience. It's not like you're ignoring the pain. We get it. He gets it and knows it, but he's saying just to move through it, continue to know who you are even through the pain, right? Continue to know who he is even through the grief of it all. Continue to love him even during the betrayal. Disappointment. It doesn't matter. Get to the point where you're like, whatever it is, God, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I may not understand it in my mind, but I trust you. I may not get it while they walked away, but I trust you. I may not understand why I'm experiencing this pain in my leg, but I trust you because you are good and you've always been good. And I trust you because your name says you're the healer. I trust you because your name says you're the provider. I trust you because your name says you're the deliverer. I trust you because your name says you're the redeemer. I trust you because your name says love. So it doesn't matter. Say, I know who I am. You trust him. Trust him when he says no about things. We want him to be a yes man. No, he's not. He wants the best for you. He wants your life and your life to live it more abundantly. But he's going to say no at times because he's daddy and he knows what's best for you. There's a meme on social media that has a little girl with a little teddy bear. And like they have Jesus bending down with her with this huge teddy bear behind him. But he's saying, give me that one. And she doesn't want to give the little one. So if you can trust God to give him the little, the, the big, the medium, whatever it is, give it to him because it's something so much bigger that you guys have no idea about. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. What you thinking? Are you thinking big things? Are you thinking that it's not over? Are you thinking he can still use you? It doesn't matter you're white, black, Hispanic, young, old, whatever. He wants to use each and every one of you for we can go together in unity and build the kingdom because it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. But once we know who we are and we fully walking in it, please, please, it's important, it, especially what's coming. Revival ain't hitting until we revive in our mind of knowing who the heck we are and saying enough of this. I'm not going back. I leave you. I love you, but I'm going to leave y'all because I'm not going back. I want to go forward. If his word says we're going from one level of glory to another level of glory, well, baby, that's what I'm doing. And I'm trying to pull you with me because I love you. But I'm going to leave you. I ain't Jesus. I'm not climbing a mountain for you. <laughs> okay, maybe. I don't know. If it's hot out and it's raining, no, I'm not coming for you. No, Because <laughs> my hair. <laughs> People know me here. Yes, they do. But I just want you to get so secure. 
I think that's my main, I just want to just really reel that in for you, to be so secure in who you are. Be so secure that really, when it, even if it's good, you're secure. Even when it's bad, you're secure. Even when you don't get the promotion, you're secure in him. Even when you can't have that baby you wanted, you're secure. Even when you weren't able to get that bonus, you're secure. Hmm. He's such a good God. And he doesn't only call us by our name. He calls you by your purpose. If you just listen. And know who he is. Because why wouldn't he have great things in store for you? Why wouldn't he? Even when it's feeling tough and things are going crazy, why wouldn't he have great stuff? I'm a mother. I want great things for them. Even if they get me upset and I try to talk to them, I got great things. I would never want anything bad happen to them. So I tell anyone in here who thinks God wants something bad for them, it's a lie from the pit of hell. He's not putting sickness on you to teach you anything. I would never put sickness on my girls and go, you know, I want to teach them, so I'm going to put sickness on them. Never in a million years. And God is way better than me in how to mother and father. He told me that a long time ago when she went to college, my first one. Does she belong to me or you? I, I swallowed. <laughs> you then, <laughs> you know. But we got to trust who he is in us and with us, and for us, and know there's great things in store for you. Great exploits, great adventures, great things. If you just open up your heart, your mind, be ready and willing to hear what he's saying, but be true to who you are and yourself and what he's called you to do and be. I can't be anything else than what I'm doing right now. I can't do it. I can't go on anybody else's lane. It's not fun. As a pastor, I may have to scooch in the lane for a minute to help, but then you know what? I'm scooching out because I don't want to be in your lane. That's not mine. It's yours, but yeah, we come along at times to help in lanes, but that's it. But just trust them because you're a daughter and a son. Trust them. Trust them that you can do what he said that you can do. Trust them in his words. Trust them that he said you can trample over the enemy. You can trample over snakes and scorpions. You can do that. Trust them in that. It says in Romans 14:5, one man esteemeth one day after, above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Okay, Romans 4:21 says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he is able to perform it. Say, I'm fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded and what he said about you is true. Be fully persuaded and what he has promised you He's going to perform it. Be fully persuaded that he says he's going to save our families. Be fully persuaded in that, that you are healed. I'm fully persuaded. I am fully persuaded. And I will tell you right here and right now, I'm believing that God is going to activate something in each of you today. That each of you will have that stamp of identity on you that you are not letting anyone take off. No one can snatch your, your salvation away. Don't let them snatch your identity away. Don't let, them, don't let them put thoughts in your heart. Don't go by the opinions of others. Be who you're supposed to be. I have a client that says that she, I'm saying she because she is a she. Y'all pray for me. I still don't get it. When they come in, they say they're non-binary stuff. I'm like, I, I, listen, I don't know what that is. So to me in here, you have to be the she that you're on the paper. Like, I just can't, right? But I will tell you this real quick, is that she had said 
she came in and she's like, how I look, Miss Tasha? And I'm like, you look real pretty. And she said, I realize that I feel myself the best when I have on makeup and I'm dressed like a feminine or femme, they call it, femme. She goes, so I'm telling you when you see me come in here and I'm dressed with my baggy pants and my hoodie and I don't have makeup, I'm more mask. That's when I'm feeling depressed. And I said, okay, so what do you think? She said, I need to be more my femme because that's when I feel good. Because that's your identity. You're a woman. You feel more secure and happy because you're walking in your purpose as a female. If you listen to the lies of the enemy to tell you you're something else, yes, you're going to be depressed. Yes, you're going to be something that you're not. But you are a woman. And when she got that, I'm like, good, because that's what we need to do in the body of Christ. Get it. Who we are, our identity. No one's going to shake me, ever. You can walk out of here and say, I can't stand her and that preaching. I don't care. I'm never coming back to that church, and I'm going to call Pastor Tom. Please do. <laughs> Please do. It's okay. Because that's what I'm saying. I'm so, I'm so secure in Christ that nothing can teeter-tot me off. No words, no winds, no friends leaving, no friends staying. No one can take me off of what Christ has called me to do and my purpose. No one. That's how you have to be so secure in what God has called you. I'm so secure that God called me in this place, and I'm so glad because I wouldn't be walking in my purpose if I wasn't here. If I didn't have Pastor Tom, my husband, people come to tell me and tell me and tell me, listen, you're called to preach, you're called to preach, you're called to preach, you're called to preach. And I'm like, but you know what? I had to go into and go, Lord, I got to be secure in my identity that you called me to preach. I got to be secure in my identity that you called me to pastor. I got to be secure in my identity that you called me to be a prophet. Okay. And then I had to start walking in it. Did I make mistakes? Yep. Yep. Still do. <laughs> Still do. But I'd rather walk in my purpose and make mistakes than not be obedient to what God has called me to be. So I tell you, I'm going to stay obedient. I'm going to stay doing exactly what he said. And I'm putting the, the enemy on notice. I'm putting him on notice for you guys right now that he's not going to come against your identity anymore. And it's time for you to put the enemy on notice and say, you know what? You messed with the wrong one, devil. You messed with the wrong family. You messed with the wrong daughter and son today. Oh, devil, you wish you wouldn't have touched me because I'm coming for you because I got my daddy that backs me. You have no idea. I don't even need boxing gloves because my daddy just got to do one little swipe and you out of here. One little swipe. So please don't come for me. That's what you tell the enemy. That's what you tell when things come at you. Situations and circumstances don't line up with the word. You speak right back to that thing. And the only way you're going to be able to speak back is you got to know the word of God. So when things come at you to your finances, you better hit some financial scriptures. When something come against your body, you better hit some healing scriptures. When something come against your marriage, you better go to that marriage scripture. You better sit there and tell the devil, not today, not any day. Because you know who you are. Be secure in your identity. And I got to tell you, let me tell you, oh, okay. Right now, I'm just sensing ties have turned. Something definitely has shifted, right? And, and whatever the enemy tried to set up for you for failure is annihilated. It's canceled. And I'm really sensing that your enemies will rejoice over you. Somebody got to see that today. I'm going to take that for me too. Because there's big things in store for you. If you just be open and receive that, 
and receive that. Yeah. Okay. Play a little something for me. I think I'm supposed to pray for people. I just, I don't, I don't. Which one? Which one? My hug one. My hug one, Patrick. My hug one. I need my water and my fan. Just praying the Holy Ghost right now because I really feel that the Lord wants me just to impart into you so you know that you can walk forward in your identity and who you are and your thoughts without any more distractions, no more mess, no more thinking. But you're going to walk today bold in who you are, ten toes down, that the enemy is not going to come against you any further. Thank you. All right, so if anybody want prayer, just come on up. If not, I love y'all. Y'all can leave, but as you leave, it's okay. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added.